Hola a todos, Michelle aquí. What's going on, Power 101 World? My name is Carlos. We are going to tell you exactly where to find what you're looking for. In this lesson, you will learn about prefaces, going to plus infinitive. This conversation takes place in the supermarket. The conversation is between Fernanda and Sebastián. The speakers are friends, and therefore, they will be speaking informally. Let's listen to the conversation. Amor, no encuentro la carne. ¿Puedes preguntarle a la cajera dónde está? Sí, voy a preguntarle. Buena señorita, ¿sabes dónde está la carne? Buenos días, señora. Lamento decirte que no vendemos carne aquí. ¿Pero cómo? Sí, es extraño, pero en la tienda de al lado está la carnicería. Mmm, gracias por la información. Vamos a ir. And now, slower. Una vez más, esta vez lentamente. Amor, no encuentro la carne. ¿Puedes preguntarle a la cajera dónde está? Sí, voy a preguntarle. Buenas, señorita, ¿sabes dónde está la carne? Buenos días, señora. Lamento decirte que no vendemos carne aquí. ¿Pero cómo? Sí, es extraño, pero en la tienda de al lado está la carnicería. Mm, gracias por la información. Vamos a ir. And now, with the translation. Ahora incluiremos la traducción. Amor, no encuentro la carne. Love. I can't find the meat. ¿Puedes preguntarle a la cajera dónde está? You can ask the cashier where it is. Sí, voy a preguntarle. Buena señorita, ¿sabes dónde está la carne? Yeah, I'm going to ask her. Hello, miss. Do you know where the meat is? Buenos días, señora. Lamento decirte que no vendemos carne aquí. Good morning, ma'am. I'm sorry to tell you that we don't sell meat here. ¿Pero cómo? But how? Sí, es extraño, pero en la tienda de al lado está la carnicería. Yes, it's strange, but there is a butcher right next door. Mmm, gracias por la información. Vamos a ir. Mmm, thanks for the information. We're gonna go. Alright, you know what? You know what, Michelle? I've noticed that customer service here is not really what it is in the States. It's not like a priority. Have you found that? Well, the thing is, is that um, a lot of bureaucracy exists here. So everyone kind of runs by the book. If what you need goes along with what is in the book, perfect. They'll give you all the customer service that you want. But if you have to step outside the lines, forget it. See, that's really annoying because in the United States, I feel like, you know, sometimes customer service, they go like above and beyond. They want that. And that's been one reason and one problem I've really found here when dealing with business matters. Me too. But what can you do? Hey, when in Rome or San Jose. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's take a look at the vocabulary for this lesson. Encontrar. To encounter, to run into, to meet by chance. Encontrar. Encontrar. Preguntar. To ask a question, to wonder. Preguntar. Preguntar. Cajero, cajera. ATM. Bank teller, cashier. Cajero. Cajera. Cajero. Cajera. Lamentar. To be sorry, to lament. Lamentar. 
lamentar. Extraño. Strange, stranger. Extraño. Extraño. Carnicería. Butchers. Carnicería. Carnicería. Okay, guys, let's have a closer look at the usage of some of the words and phrases from this lesson. The first word we'll look at is encontrar. Encontrar. The verb that means to encounter, to run into, to meet by chance. Right. And how do we have encontrar conjugated in the conversation today? Well, we heard in the conversation when Fernanda says, Amor, no encuentro la carne. Love, I can't find the meat. Now, is that past tense, present tense, imperfect? Come on, what you got? Well, considering we have an O to U-E stem changing verb, we have the present tense, thus, I can't find the meat now. And not, I couldn't find the meat. Which would be the imperfect tense, and that would be opening a whole other can of worms. Right, we aren't getting into that right now. But let's use the example from another past tense, the preterite tense. Ayer Camilo encontró el libro debajo de la cama. Yesterday Camilo found the book under the bed. Now, how do you generally think of encontrar? Well, to be honest, I usually think of it in relation to the verb conocer. And we only use conocer when we meet someone for the first time, or at least in the sense of meeting. Right, but encontrar is used when we are meeting when I already know you. A related word we could also bring up would be el encuentro. The meeting, the encounter. You know, that's a good name for like a movie. El encuentro. <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on, we have another verb. Preguntar. To ask a question or to wonder. Now, we have an interesting construction in today's conversation. Right. Sebastián says, Puedes preguntarle a la cajera dónde está. You can ask the cashier where it is. Now, we noticed the le at the end of the infinitive verb preguntar. Correct. And this is the combination of the infinitive and the indirect object pronoun in the... Third person. That is part of the Spanish that presents problems for many people. Yes, it does. And we'll go over it in depth in another lesson. For now, I think it's important that we just pointed it out. Okay. Can you think of another example using this combination? Mm, let me think. Sonia le preguntó a Nancy la hora. Sonia asked Nancy the hour. See, like, this is really confusing for me sometimes. Well, most of the times. But you did it perfectly in Spanish. Well, just because I did it perfectly in Spanish doesn't mean it's easy for me to translate in English. Well, then, that's la pregunta. The question. You know, I love when related words are so easy like that. Okay, then. What does a pregunta usually require? La respuesta, an answer, a noun. Next, we have another noun. Which? Cajero, cajera. Cashier. And another more modern meaning... ATM. ATM fix everything. <laughs> Did the fact that we didn't call ATMs ATMs here confuse you? Yes, or the fact that there are machines called ATH or ATHs. Well, they're actually cajeros automáticos. While that is good practical information, in our conversation we heard... Puedes preguntarle a la cajera donde está. You can ask the cashier where it is. Now, cajera is the actual cashier. Yes, but we would also use it to point out where the registers are, since that is the most common usage in English. Now, can we also think of this as like a teller? Well, we could say, mi novio es cajero en el Banco Nacional. My boyfriend is a teller at the National Bank. Banking terms can be complicated. Yeah, like banks themselves. You know me, I don't want to get into that. I know, that's why I brought it up. Mm -mm -mm. Our next word, fittingly, is lamentar. 
to be sorry, to lament, which you should be doing right now since you brought up banks. I know, I know, but I wouldn't really be sorry. Like that cashier that says, Lamento decirte que no vendemos carne aquí. I'm sorry to tell you that we don't sell meat here. You know, that's really strange and really annoying for me, especially. <laughs> Lamento mucho esta situación. I'm really sorry about the situation. Lamentar is a word you really feel. Right, like you really feel apologetic. Like the common apology using the verb sentir. Lo siento, which literally translated means... I feel it. So you use these words not just when you are apologetic... But when you really feel the other's bad situation as your own. And you are really sorry. Next up, we have a word that is a bit strange. Right, I should hope so. It's an adjective that means strange. Extraño. Not to be mistaken with the verb extrañar, to miss. No, here we have the general description where something is kind of weird. Right, I mean like not selling meat in a market. Si es extraño. Yes, it's strange. See, even he admits it. Or like when we were out the other night and we saw that guy, remember? Oh yeah, how could I forget? Mm. What did you say? La ropa de ese hombre es muy extraña. The man's clothes are really strange. He was wearing a pink polka dot jacket and rubber boots for the farm in the club. Yeah, and it wasn't even Halloween. He was really looking for attention. Right, and he got it. I just don't think he was getting the type of attention he wanted. Well, you never know. Que raro, ¿verdad? How strange, right? You know, raro is a good adjective to use as a related word. Last but not least, carniceria. Carniceria, the butcher. Now, you know if you like to cook, making friends with the butcher is quite important. Like a hairstylist or a barber, it is one of the most important relationships in your life. Ain't that the truth. Pero en la tienda del lado está la carniceria. But there is a butcher right next door. You know, my mom is a creature of habit. As most mothers are. Right. Mi mamá siempre compra en la carniceria de la esquina. My mom always buys in the butcher on the corner. See, your mom knows what's good. A butcher is a very, very important friend to have. My mom also has a panaderia. A bakery. You know, fresh bread everywhere. That is what I love about Latin America. Mm, it is a good thing, isn't it? Are you kidding me? It's my favorite. Now, are you a creature of habit? Yeah, when I find something I like, I have to continue going there. The stability is comforting to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's your intention? Yes. Today, we study how to express future actions using la periphrasis. And in English is periphrasis, which is... A unit made up of one verb in a personal form and another in an impersonal form. And when does this way of speaking usually takes place? This way of speaking often takes place in the absolute future. Here, we conjugate the personal verb ir to go, and then we add the preposition a and the infinitive to the future action to be carried out. Like in our conversation today. Si, voy a preguntarle. Yes, I'm gonna ask her. Unlike the absolute future tense, which expresses a definitive statement that we will do something, we are expressing here el futuro de intención, the future of intention, which shows... This shows our intention to carry out an action with less absolute certainty. Now, there is a structure that we use. And in order to build this structure, we need to know the conjugation of the verb ir, to go. In which tense? That's the thing. You need to know it in both the imperfect past tense and the present tense. Okay, let's get it down then. Here's the formula. No, no, I got it, I got it. Personal verb, ir, plus a, plus infinitive, impersonal verb. So, let's look at the present tense. Okay, sounds good to me. Yo voy a. Tu vas a. Él va a. 
Ella va a. Usted va a. Nosotros vamos a. Vosotros vais a. Ellos, ellas van a. Ustedes van a. Pretty straightforward to the point. Let's check the imperfect tense. Okay, here we go with the imperfect past tense. Yo iba a. Tú ibas a. Él iba a. Ella iba a. Usted iba a. Nosotros íbamos a. Vosotros ibais a. Ellos, ellas iban a. Ustedes iban a. Not so bad. Nope, not at all. But some examples really would help things along. But of course, let's go. Voy a caminar en el parque. I'm going to walk in the park. Vas a hacer tu tarea. You are going to do your homework. Alright, contrast this to the following use of the absolute future. Iré a caminar en el parque. I will go to walk in the park. Harás tu tarea. You will do your homework. Now observe the difference between the present tense and the imperfect past tense conjugation of the verb ir, to go. Yo voy a trabajar. I am going to work. Yo iba a trabajar. I was going to work. Tú vas a venir. You are going to come. Tú ibas a venir. You were going to come. Ella va a dormir. She is going to sleep. Ella iba a dormir. She was going to sleep. Nosotros vamos a jugar. We are going to play. Nosotros íbamos a jugar. We were going to play. Vosotros vais a comer algo. You all are going to eat something. Vosotros ibais a comer algo. You all were going to eat something. Ellos van a correr. They are going to run. Ellos iban a correr. They were going to run. Remember that we refer to id, to go, as the personal verb in this case because we are conjugating it to show who is going to carry out the impersonal action. The attached infinitive. There are two reasons why this paraphrastic construction is so important to learn. Why? First, it's very, very common in everyday speech, since this expresses a future tense in a less direct way than the absolute future. It is. You know, I remember being surprised when I realized how much I really do use this construction in everyday speech. Right. Now, secondly, it's so important to learn because the verb is very, very irregular, which means that you're going to have to memorize the forms. Right. Irregulars are the bane of my Spanish educational existence. Oh, don't be so dramatic. Now there are other paraphrastic constructions in Spanish. Right. For example, we can say estoy por llegar, which means I am about to arrive. Or este concepto puede ser difícil. This concept can be difficult. That it can. And on that note, that just about does it for today. Okay, guys. Nos vemos. Adios. Amor, no encuentro la carne. ¿Puedes preguntarle a la cajera dónde está? Sí, voy a preguntarle. Buena señorita, ¿sabes dónde está la carne? Buenos días, señora. Lamento decirte que no vendemos carne aquí. ¿Pero cómo? Sí, es extraño, pero en la tienda de al lado está la carnicería. Mmm, gracias por la información. Vamos a ir.